0: Hello me lovelies, it's me Ned Natter with the famously Troys and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday (laughs) remember though you can listen to all my shows again yep they're all safe as podcasts at nednatter.com yep okay well put everything down no everything I mean you too come on it's time for the Nednatter show and you can't miss this (laughs) here at Two Medicine Farm life goes on and they'll see the wife along with our temporary permanent house guest and expert on just about everything possible yep that's beyond it yep that's beyond it Brandisha Washington, or BBW for short, you know, they've been having a little battle of knowledge, you know. (laughs) In reality, they know nothing useful unless you believe gossip has a purpose. But you see, like all cell phone addicts, they are instant experts, yeah, it's just a matter of who can type in the search the fastest and bleak the results loudest in this ongoing game of idiot experts. (laughs) What's worse is half the stuff they learn or spout was written by idiots too, yep. So their version of the facts is about as accurate as me farm dog Clay's advanced algebra. (laughs) Yep, it's like having April Fool's Day every day of the year. And sometimes the wife even repeats her recently acquired garbage away from the untrustworthy online world. Yeah, The latest was how earwax is a great cure for mouth ulcers. (laughs) I was wondering if that idea had to only be for folks with extremely long tongues. On the other hand, I didn't look it up to verify if me idea was right. On the other hand, I suppose when you're confined to a sofa for life and forced to eat at least eight meals a day, the options for any kind of recreational activity is extremely limited. So, index fingers and tongue seem to be the only essential parts of the human body in daily use. Maybe there's actually something online about this latest shocking health issue. Oh yeah, it's called Itchy Digit and Restless Mouth Syndrome. (laughs) I wonder if it's spreading rapidly or only restricted to one farmhouse in Florida. (laughs) Still on the farm. It hasn't been a good week for me. Poor old tractor. Mm. Yep, that's Big Bertha, me 1953 Ford. Mm. I was hoping she'd last me at least until her 70th birthday. But it looked as if she was coming up short at only 68. So, we reluctantly called out the Ferrari-obsessed tractor mechanic, Luigi (laughs) Spaghettori. for a second opinion. And he says she needs a lot of urgent work, which usually means, in his case, a lot of equally urgent money. (laughs) Yep, that's how a fan mechanic keeps a luxury Italian beast in his garage. Yep. It might be older than the latest model, but he's proud of his Rosso Corsa red baby. <laughs> On the other hand, Luigi Hates tractors, you know, he even expects you to, you know, steam clean and power wash them before he even gets close. <laughs> but they provide him with a good living, I suppose, so I thought about it and decided to let him have a go at repairing her, you know, but only on a very strict budget. You know, the old golden jubilee, you know, I I wouldn't want to replace her, you know, because the new ones, well, plastic aren't they, complicated electronics, stuff like that. Anyway, once I'd nodded me head, Luigi soon worked out the problem. Mm, Quicker than usual too. See, ding dang, me faramand, me useless pharamand in this case, had put oil in the radiator and water in the engine. Oh dear, a disaster. I wasn't happy and out of pocket too, so I began thinking about, you know, swapping his beer for weed Killer. (laughs) Maybe he'd find out just how we poor old tractor felt after being half poisoned. Fortunately, Luigi managed to get her running again, so Ding Dang avoided the imminent death penalty. This time around anyway. I just found a really unpleasant job from him instead, you know, get me own back, you know. The sump pump on the septic tank needs cleaning, so I told him to take it out and wash it thoroughly with the hose pipe. Yeah. See, that method always guarantees an unpleasant backfire. <laughs> Put it this way, he didn't exactly have egg on his face after messing up me tractor. <laughs> Anyway, whilst we're on the subject of clogged up and clapped out old things, we better move on to the human version. Old Nan's buddy, Toshiko Suzuki, me lawyer brother, and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife, and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. are still here. Mm. She's keeping me awful ancient ageing parent, Old Nan Company. Yep, now Toshiko's confided in Old Nan and told her she never plans heading back on to California. You know, see Nelson and Heiner keep her locked indoors and won't let her do a thing. On the other hand, she's been having far too much fun here and enjoys Nan's companionship too. Added to that, they're united in their old crow adventures. Yep, all what I call senior citizen terrorism. <laughs> to date, they're already the scourge of just about every Florida tourist attraction they happen to visit. In fact, it doesn't have to be anywhere special. They're just a menace everywhere they go. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all me shows again at NedNat.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats and want to listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Returning to the subject of old Nan, I wanted to mention that despite her trouble in getting around fast these days, she planned on giving Grandma Tashiko another local cultural experience. Well, <laughs> Nan decided they needed more fresh air and a trip to the local Greenways golf course. Mm. That was in order as far as she was concerned and Nan had already taken a liking to the Golf Pro too uh, when she saw his online photo. Mm. But when we got there, He'd age at least four years. There's editing a photo, and then there's him. Old Nan was not at all impressed, you know, but he he kindly offered her and Toshiko a tour of the course first. Yeah, very nice. So Nan even got her own golf cart. Now, that wasn't a good idea at all, was it? So her and Toshiko followed the club pro around at first. Nan hasn't driven for a few years, and... uh, I don't mean with a wood or a nine-iron, I mean something with four wheels. It's not a mark cut, that is, yeah. After a couple of stops, the old crows decided to forget the clubs and balls and play with the cat instead. (laughs) Within no time, the pro had lost his tour party and Nan and Toshiko were on a mission to severely disrupt just about every golfer on the course. (laughs) Uh, put it this way, 18 holes meant 18 opportunities for old crow mischief. Uh, of course, those opportunities included lost balls, yep, soon buried by the wheels of their terror cart. <laughs> the rough was even rougher after Nan had attempted her eight-point turns with plenty of wheel spin, whilst those little flag-skip markers had been bent out of shape, yep. They managed to flatten one of every colour before they even made it back to the clubhouse for drinks and a reunion with the club pro. (laughs) But, of course, back at the clubhouse, nobody was even close to be ready for another adventure. Mm. No, not dodging an out-of-control maniac in a golf cart, (laughs) but a genuine scalping by the ancient card-sharp sisters. Uh, Well, in fact, what started out as a friendly poker game soon ended up with money changing hands. And within no time at all, the other players were soon off-track, off tee, and lacking a hole-in-one with their fast card-sharp and card-counting techniques. Oh dear, well, once Nan was in cahoots with her 103-year-old triple-dealing partner, they played six games and won seven. You know, I know that sounds confusing but Nan couldn't resist a coin toss for the entire pot at the end of the day, which she won. <laughs> and that really was luck in the truest sense of the word. Well, unless, uh, of course, the old birds got a two-headed coin, you know, because I wouldn't put anything past her. you know. She always coughs out loud and says, Ladies first, and picks heads. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at Nednatter.com. As you recall, me fireman Ding-Dang is well and truly free from his short-lived marriage, Darling Freebird. It was annulled, and she's out of his life. Only now, it might have just got more complicated as Quinta Me Camper, tenant, painter and writer and Coagulet, his peaceful partner, and now his new housemates. <laughs> well, after only a few weeks there, there be many changes. In me farmhand caused by Quinton's flamboyant eye for the farm guy. (laughs) They even took him to this really odd place this week. Yeah, a hairdresser. Mm. See, Ding Dang had experienced the odd run-in with a barber before. But mostly a haircut meant his mama putting a bowl on his head and trimming round the edges. But he'd never experienced a hairdresser. Mm. In this case, the overbearing, underdressed, over medallion-wearing Raphael Constantino. (laughs) An old buddy of Quinton's and uh, no relation, of course, to the former Roman Emperor. (laughs) The hair wash was done by his assistant. Apparently the cut and styling started out surprisingly well. Obviously the pre-wash murdered the fleas, ticks and lice. Towards the end, though, unfortunately, it all went sour when Ding Dang ran for the door, only half cut. (laughs) See, Raphael, the man with the scissors and jangling bracelets, offered him a blow dry after he finished cutting. (laughs) Although Ding Dang's ex took his TV, one of his dubious relatives showed up with a new one. It only worked for three days until the entire Ding-Dang Clan experienced an instant TV blackout experience. There's a new technology out there, see, and the old manufacturers can shut down your TV if it shows up on the stolen list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, well, Billy Ray Dang, the family electronics expert with shady sources, got busted this time. So, this week's version of big screen TV at Ding Dang's Place was streaming a few movies on Quinton's clunky 10 year old laptop. Oh dear. <laughs> Despite a week of drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show. Though, you know, Ding Dang's Southern quote. And this time it's he's about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. <laughs> mm. This, according to him, relates directly to his cousin. Yep, he's got 47 of them. And this one's Billy Ray Dang after he sold him a $500 TV for 50 bucks and it only worked for three days. <laughs> well, there is an old cliche, though, isn't there? You know, you only get what you pay for. Yep, 50 bucks doesn't buy a decent TV, that's for sure. <laughs> This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednat.com. They're all stored for you there as podcasts, so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hello. Well, next up, I'm returning to the wife's favourite subject food of course, yep, Elsie's private recipes and ideas for cooking. That's her revolting offerings from the swamp. (laughs) I cook my own food and leave her to that cosy relationship with the microwave. So this week, I'm sure it's lots of sugar, perhaps a little bit more sugar, and then there's those nasty old condiments out there, you know, they're all idiots. (laughs) But you'll just have to wait and see how repulsive it is this time. Here's the next of her so-called recipes, yep. Elsie's cooking cock-ups. <laughs> so, warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process. Yep, usually I stay in the barn behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away Further, the better. So here's Elsie's shocking cereal surprise, (laughs) this time it's one of her unique creations, no recipe book needed or online advice, it's all hers, Mm. Yep, full of shortcuts and hideous ingredients, no attempts interpreting anything you've ever heard of before. (laughs) Oh dear, but as usual, she's got carried away and added her own selection of vile and volatile ingredients. So let's see. Elsie's written it all down here on the back of a box that once contained her so-called slimming shakes or weight loss drinks. Yep, Elsie drinks her way through about six boxes a week. Yuck, 36 of them. Nothing like moderation, is there? (laughs) The only slim part of it. Is the slim chance she'll ever lose any weight. <laughs> anyway, I'm digressing, aren't I? Yep, it's Iridia Sam writing, alright. Scrawled around the box. Trouble is, it's highly confusing. Her pen seems to only work on and off. I mean, I can't really see all of Elsie's ingredients. Maybe it's the uh, cooking oil on the paper. Anyway, I'm filling in the gaps here and there. Add to that, there's the usual coffee, soda, ketchup and mustard stains here and there. Oh, and over there, that looks like dried up vanilla ice cream nowhere and uh, beyond it did put away a five-gallon drum of it this week. (laughs) Anyway, she started out with a big plastic dog bowl and six different boxes of breakfast cereal. Mm. Frosted flakes, puffed rice, rice krispies, oat flakes and fruit loops. Then she added one pound of self-rising flour, then four pounds of sugar. One pound of margarine, a point of milk, and then endless bars of broken-up chocolate. You know, I saw her carrying them to the microwave, but uh, I can never tell just how much goes in the recipe as to how much uh. goes in her mouth. See, cooking makes her hungry. Well, I've heard that one before. I just reckon it was going to turn out like a chalky, corny, flaky mess. <laughs> and of course, she added a highly personal touch. Yep the usual array of nasty condiments. Sea salt, black pepper and all spice for extra flavouring. <laughs> sea salt uh, and chocolate, oh, never mind. Anyway, she then whisked it all up with uh, the electric hammer drill, then cooked it for 20 minutes in the microwave oven at high heat. Half an hour or so later, she shoveled it out. It all risen up all right and was overflowing. It looked like, uh, well, I'll put it this way, it was brown. With uh, bits in it and smelled nasty. (laughs) After a few minutes, it was ready to eat. Yep, it's the only time I don't hear a word out of the wife. This time, I was hardly surprised though. Beyond its sweet tooth, it got the better of her. And they finished it together. Yep, her usual excuse is her diabetes. What diabetes, oh dear. (laughs) I wonder when they'll get a cutlery app on their phones. (laughs) By the way... As I've mentioned before, the Ned Nats show will not be held responsible for the results. No Elsie's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. It not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat radio show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednat.com where they're all store for his podcasts. So if you want the repeats and want to listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbor, old Lonnie, and his housemate, nudist swinger, old Fred, have finally found a solution to their needs. Yeah, Fred's advertised his home on the swingers website as the best place in north florida for a swingers party every saturday night (laughs) (laughs) oh dear it's called do you know fred (laughs) and there's a bring a bottle affair and as fred says ideally bring your wife too and with the wife bring a potluck dish for the sharing and caring buffet table. <laughs> it sounds just like the perfect solution, doesn't it? Fred gets to meet like-minded folks, and with any luck, their wives too. And old Lonnie hopes they can all cook. Whether they're men or women is irrelevant to him. He just wants plenty of free food. <laughs> Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. You know, your five-year-old mother, old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers the day she lost her. No, 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 that was at least eight years ago. <laughs> i'm talking about a driving license yep i don't mean she just mislaid it either oh no not with old nan actually i think the order of the day was something like this drinking and driving bad eyesight failing to stop failing to yield failing to have her lights on failing to wear a seatbelt, having an open liquor container in a lap leaving the scene of an accident eluding the cops And lastly, assaulting the arresting officer with a toxic breath. (laughs) After all, it was the judge that took away her driving licence. You know, we've all felt a bit safer ever since. (laughs) It's Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews yep I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show just remember I've got a great system here yep if a book's shite it goes on me composting sometimes if it's really bad you have to burn it <laughs> middle of row books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf I hope that's all nice and clear for you <laughs> Okay, our new mail carrier and his struggling mail van is making it to the farm now. Well, mostly since he's had to visit on account of Elsie and beyond its online shopping mania. Anyway, I've ended up with just one book this time. Well, uh, and a bill for eight new flag sticks for the Greenway's golf course. (laughs) that happened. Anyway, this one's not only useless to farmers, it's just plain useless. Anyway, I'm digressing again. The book's called The Digital Nomad by Imacon Jr. Oh dear. Yeah, it's another print-on-demand book, but as you'd expect, it probably not in much demand. <laughs> See, it's a book written by someone you really don't want to know anything about. He calls himself a digital Nomad, yeah. To start with, and to be a true nomad, you you know you'd never have access to electronics or digital stuff, would you? You'd be wandering around the wilderness, enjoying nature's bounty, you know, not poking around social media in your sandals. <laughs> so, I decided I'd do a bit of research on this one and found out the truth about Mr. Con Jr. Mm. In reality, mm, It gets worse. He sits. In his 50 year old RV in the Walmart parking lot in Sacramento, (laughs) posting pictures of his international nomadic travels. Only he never goes further than the parking lot. You know, he's a bit agoraphobic and a big, shaggy, untamed beard, which is also home to the only wildlife you'll ever get to see, hangs around his face. He sticks his ugly mugshot on photos he downloads from the internet and then fabricates an article detailing his experiences by reading about these places on Wikipedia. (laughs) You know, I wanted to compost this book the moment I saw the author's photo. (laughs) Mm, I didn't need to see the content at all. Anyway, I wanted a faster solution so I'm doing the honourable thing. Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Nednat Nat here the Ned Nat Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find me and the shows again at nednat.com, where they're all stored for your podcast, so if you want me repeats and can handle listening to me old voice all over again, stop by and say hi i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yup. Yeah, the anomalies from around the world future. And this time we're visiting China again. Oh yes, or should I say, oh dear, it's another foodie one. I knew you'd be missing at least something revolting in me show. Any, any way away from Elsie, that is, you yeah. Still, I recommend holding off on eating until later. Actually, with this one, I'd say tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, this... Uh, This little thing is called virgin boy eggs. Yeah, sounds weird, does not it? And it's one of the worst to date. Anyway, uh, added to that, you know, who on earth ever thought this one up to begin with? Anyway, they're regular hen eggs, all right, yeah, treated to a special extra process, yeah. Yeah, and a vial one, too. See, they go out and collect urine, yeah, from the schools. (laughs) Prepubescent boy urine, that is. Yeah, under 10 years old is preferred and then they soak the eggs in it, then boil them in it. After that the boiled eggs are cracked and then put in a fresh batch of it. An extra soak, oh dear, yuck. This is supposed to give this so-called food a unique flavour. <laughs> just have to say it again, who on earth dreamt this up? Uh, I've heard of fried eggs, boiled eggs and poached eggs, but pissed eggs? no thank you. (laughs) This is Ned Natter, the Ned Natter radio show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find me and all these shows again at nednatter.com. Leaving Chinese cuisine, yeah, hopefully for good. (laughs) That's my only technical expression for some of the world's worst revolting food. (laughs) Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm and his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. (laughs) Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. <laughs> so, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the internet show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings. foreign. oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message.
1: You have messages.
0: Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck has been confusing me again, old chap. Oh, dear, yes. He's been mentioning things like congressmen, senators and governors and tells me they're all part of government over there. I've got absolutely no idea. Well, that's easy, Nigel. Let me translate it for you. You see, Buck keeps droning on about American politics, and Nigel's baffled. Yeah, Ponce only has to deal with his neighbor, you know, a local member of the British Parliament. Whereas Buck, you know, he's rattled on and on about congressmen, senators, and governors. So, to help out Ponce, I'm gonna spell it out for him in easy to understand language. <laughs> Okay, well, Nigel, first up, a congressman or woman is a person who represents their state for two years at a time. They then spend two years fundraising to get another two years, and then two years fundraising to get another two, and so on. In the middle of all that fundraising, they try and represent their state in the capital. You know, it's a vicious circle, right? So moving on, a senator has four years to play with before hoping for another term. Yep, much more relaxed existence, eh? Well, governors sit in charge of an entire state, and no matter how large, small, rich or poor, they get rent-free accommodation in a mansion for, yep, you've guessed it, six years. (laughs) Of course, the president has many other benefits, you know. He has a private jet, a private helicopter, a fleet of large cars, and lives rent-free in the heart of the nation's capital an enormous white house in a prime location for four years. Isn't that nice, yeah? (laughs) Of course, everyone else has to commute to work. Oh, dear. (laughs) I hope that answers your questions this time around, Nigel. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Other than receiving a pile of his mail by mistake, I headed over to me and constant political commentating neighbour, old Rush's Stonewall Jackson fan, to not only drop off his mail, but listen to the latest far-fetched second-hand news from the right centre, and all in instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder. He's always rushing off, and the poor old mucker and his folks have got a one-track political agenda, haven't they? Yep, they're still working on getting in every possible vote for their GOP buddies. <laughs> but now neighbour, old Rush, and our new neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, you know, the polyamorous political commentating Democrat ex-TV host, are head-to-head in competition for those precious votes. See, I've attempted some balance on my show by featuring a few words from the Democratic camp across the road with Jeremy Sprung. As Rush likes to say, only a Democrat could be polyamorous. (laughs) Add to that, Rush is still trying to convince me that his folks can do no wrong. Oh dear, well, either way, Rush hasn't got the stage all to himself anymore. But this time, he immediately smiled and lectured Sprung on all the problems with the Radical Left. <laughs> yep, Radical Left is his latest byword. Well I suppose it's a step down from last week's Marxist remarks. <laughs> That's something I suppose. But Russia's opinions drift in and out with the tide, so maybe next week Sprung will be just an outright Communist. <laughs> Of course, Sprung hoped to give old Rush some drama and present the Democratic case. Only this time, Sprung has learnt how to play Rush at his own game. Oh yeah, soundbite for (laughs) soundbite. He just told Rush that he's actually right-handed and not radically left-handed at all. <laughs> oh dear, Rush was close to exploding, of course, and then rattled on and on about his second favourite hot-button issue. Yep, trillion-dollar initiatives. <laughs> oh yep, Rush thinks it's got out of hand, but of course his words tailed off as he excused himself as usual with his standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear. <laughs> and now Sprung even knows that Rush has always got to go and flush, while never quite finishing his little rant. (laughs) Despite his rushing off, Rush called me later in the day to not only further complain about Jeremy trillion-dollar sprung and the radical left, (laughs) but with his Tennessee teaser. That's his homegrown style of humour, and he said to me his ideas couldn't carry a tune if he had them in a bucket. With a lid on it. <laughs> and here he's on the attack again and the sprung's hardly had a look in. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at NedNat.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats, you can listen to me voice all over again. Stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> a few weeks ago we chatted about pet hens, yep, with a free collar and leash, and Alice still has that idea on the back burner for now. <laughs> Last time, though, Alice was juggling with the occult again. Only this time she's saying I should take more notice of her important tarot card readings, yeah, and change the toxic environment that exists in me farmhouse. Of course, by that she means me being severely outnumbered, overwhelmed, encumbered and put upon by the four of the world's most hideous women. (laughs) that's Nan, Chico and of course Elsie and beyond it of course she's right, you know, but what can I do without drama right now I'm a bit like a tree, you know, unable to move and plagued with parasites well, four of them anyway (laughs) oh dear, well, I'm just glad the coffee and cake was reliably nice as usual (laughs) this is Ned here with the Ned Radio Show when I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at Nedna.com. Well me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from Yumi listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter show. <laughs> right then, my first item comes from Donald in Detroit. And he's called me about something strange. You know, he's seen these little interesting products online and grouped them together to tell me all about them. You know, but I'm worried, see, I was hoping to dodge toilet humour on me show, you know, for starters, black toilet paper. <laughs> That's bad enough, isn't it? Then there's a roll of unperforated toilet paper. That's just plain funny, you know. I'm, I'm going to buy a roll of that for Rush. But the last one is just too much, you know. Toilet paper with a former president's face on it, and a toilet brush shaped like his hair and head. I would have gone around the bend, but that's taking things too far. <laughs> I reckon there's a few countries in the world, where you, you know, you get executed for that one, wouldn't you? <laughs> My second one comes from Henry in Houston, and he's concerned about this thing he found online. Where else? It's called a bubble wrap calendar. Mm. Yep, you pop the days as they arrive. Well, I've heard of starting the day with a bang, but a pop. Probably just that any climax for me, wouldn't it? (laughs) Little things, little minds, I suppose. Oh dear. On the other hand, I could get one for me daughter, young Dolly. You know, she could burst the bubbles instead of her teenage zits. (laughs) Me third item, this time, comes from Martha in Montana. And she decided to baffle me with a really bizarre statement. Yeah. Assholes in the desert are... Actually, popular. <laughs> oh dear. Now there I was thinking about a bunch of assholes in New Mexico or Las Vegas. Oh dear, again. I shouldn't remember the Vegas word as it wakes up old Anne instantly from her afternoon nap. When <laughs> i sober, she'll be looking for chips or calling for cards. Anyway, I'm digressing again on i but when I got clarification from Arthur, I discovered something quite different. You know, horses, asses, or donkeys, if you like, dig whale holes in the desert searching for water. And these holes are used by a bunch of other desert animals and creatures that find them useful for handy drink nearby. Oh well. And I just remembered the word drink disturbs the old friend <coughs> too. And of course, desert and dessert sound similar, so doubtless the wife will be surfacing too. Ned?
1: Are
0: Ned Ned? This is Ned Nat here for the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at Nednatter.com. They're all stored for you there as podcasts, so if you want me repeats, you can handle listening to me voice all over again. Stop by and say hi. The dubious command agent, 50%, is loining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> You're just going to love our unique range of vacations. Yep, that's vacations. We've got every possible location on Earth covered right here. Add to that, we have the lowest prices and that's our world travel guarantee. Just visit our website, (laughs) fakeyourvacation.net and we'll place you anywhere on Earth for pennies on the dollar in minutes. You stay right at home, upload your photo on our instant travel page and we'll send you you, your vacation snaps back in 24 hours. Be the envy of your friends, family and neighbours, yes, find the best deals on travel right here. But wait, we're offering an unrepeatable buy one vacation, get one free deal on every vacation purchased this month. So hurry. We'll even put your face on another international destination for free. Join us today and accept our no-obligation free gift, that's a 15-ounce can of our specially formulated super fake spray tan, Brown Magic. <laughs> and of course if you've already got a great tan, just take 10% off the price at checkout using our special code, Brown Enough. <laughs> Can't be a deal like that anywhere on earth. <laughs> you know, that's making me think about the possibilities. You know, I, I could just move out into my barn, or even maybe into young Alice's Zen room, <laughs> and get those folks to send the wife photos of me in the middle of Sahara Desert, yep, even sitting on a camel, and send one of those old style, highly sarcastic cards with the photos. Wish you were here. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteroids and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies. And on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farm was getting older. Some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an end. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. Anymore. In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednat.com. Yep, they're all safe his podcast too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face, think positive... And don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. (laughs) Goodbye, me lovelies.